Hi, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show I have my really good friend um, Christine Hassler has joined me to talk about expectation hangovers. So how are you Christine? How, how, how's things with you today? Oh, things are great. I, I love talking about expectation hangovers and getting an excuse to talk to you just makes it more fun. <laughs> you know, exactly. So um, we're going to get into a little bit more and explain about what an expectation hangover is. Wow. Um, but before we do that, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about your story and how you got to this point where you, you wrote this awesome book. Um, well, I'll give you the shorter version because I know it's a shorter show. So uh, basically I had a huge, huge, massive expectation hangover in my 20s. I was an extreme overachiever to compensate for massive insecurity. I'm sure some people may relate to that. You know, whenever we feel less than in some way, we find some way to compensate and make ourselves feel more than. So my particular, as I call it, compensatory strategy was like, I'm going to be an overachiever and get results. And what do super insecure people addicted to success do when they graduate from college? They move to Hollywood because, you know, that's, that's where you go to prove yourself and to be somebody. So I moved to Hollywood at barely, uh, just before I turned 21, got a job at a, ta a talent agency, worked my way up, was the youngest ever female agent representing TV writers, had this amazing career by the time I was 25, the, the job, the money, the clothes, the boyfriend, everything and still wasn't happy and it seemed like I was always living for when then's and no matter what I achieved I was still not I wasn't feeling the way I thought I would I was looking for something to fill the void and I thought that maybe quitting my job would do it so I ended up resigning from my job which was a really hard leap of faith to take because it was what I worked so hard for and then within six months I had a bit of a perfect storm so left the job went into thousands of dollars worth of debt, got disowned from my family, got diagnosed with an undiagnosable autoimmune disorder, and got dumped by my fiancé six months before my wedding. So, you know, that was pretty bad. <laughs> and I found myself really on my bathroom floor one, mo one night, and I don't know why we always go to our bathroom floors, because they're gross, but, you know, I was depressed, and that's where I ended up. And I had basically uh, an awakening and a realization that, you know, Maybe this is happening for a reason. And it wasn't that cliche thought. It was an inner knowing in my heart. And that was the pivot for me. That's when I started to ask why, you know, what can I learn from this versus why is this happening? And I started getting myself out of victim mentality. And shortly thereafter, like a few days after, I got a very clear idea for my first book, which was called 20 Something, 20 Everything. And that basically started me on this path. I never planned an author, coach, speaker, like it was never part of my plan. Right. So um, so when we're talking about expectation hangover, what you're saying is that um, we have certain expectations of how we want our life to be, um, but, it never, but it's not working out the way that we want. And is that because we're trying to live a life that's not really a picture of what somebody else wants for us? I think there's a lot of reasons. I think that we get programmed by other people's expectations, by the expectations of society. I mean, just use the example of, of marriage. You know, it's sort of like the societal expectation that you're supposed to be married at a certain time, and a lot of people take that on. Um, or we, the expectations of our parents. You know, maybe you're super, super creative, but your parents always expected you to go into a more logical do job like lawyer, doctor, whatever, and so you're striving to live for those. Um, and, and, and also, our expectation and hangovers can be in the form of curveballs. You know, sometimes life just throws us totally something unexpected, and we're left with those hangover-like symptoms, lack of motivation, depressed, 
sense of regret, just, just feeling really, really stuck. But within all of these moments, you know, why I'm so passionate about teaching about expectation hangovers is because I know for me and so many of the people that I've helped, if not all of the people that I've worked with, they've come to me and they've come in a transition time because of an expectation hangover. Those are the times we grow. Those are the times when kind of that loss of control and that loss of certainty, which we're all addicted to. You know, our addictions to control and certainty block growth. They keep us in our comfort zone. They keep us in tunnel vision. They block magic and synchronicity. And so often in an expectation hangover, when we're busted out of that comfort zone, we're willing to ask different questions and we're willing to grow. And most of all, we're willing to heal stuff from our past that we haven't healed and really excavate those expectations that we've taken on and decide, you know, what, what are my dreams and what truly belongs to me and what do I need to give back that aren't really mine? Right. So it sounds like um, that, uh, like these hangovers come at a point of transition. Um, but isn't transition and these kind of points in our life, uh, aren't they normal? Aren't they something that we should be experiencing so we know how to evolve to the next level? I, yes. I think some part of us knows that, but we want to do it on our timeline. You know? Right. Like if you're moving along in your job and you're feeling good and you just bought a new house and, you, and then you get laid off, that's not one of those transitions that you're like, oh, this is a wonderful growth opportunity. This is like, oh, crap, how am I going to pay my mortgage? You know, and, and it's in those sort of transition times that aren't on our timeline that are often the juiciest for growth. So I think that as humans, yes, we want to grow and yes, we want to evolve when we say that. But then when it comes down to are we really going to do what it takes to totally move to the next level and not just... Because here's one of my things, Natalie, and I'm sure you see this in the personal transformation industry. A lot, there's a lot of awareness. People know a lot of things. They read a lot of books. They have a lot of concepts. But there's a difference between knowing something intellectually and it actually integrating inside of you so that you change behavior, you change belief systems, you shift emotions, and you literally change your vibration so you attract different things. And to move from that awareness to that integration often we need one of those smack transitions that aren't on our own timeline. Right. Yeah. So what you're talking about is actually embodying all the, the knowledge that we have. So we're actually living the, the, the information. We're not just, uh, it's not just lip service. Because yeah. you're right, knowing it is one thing, but, but embodying it and living it is a completely, that's what changes your life. You know, that's what changes the, the, the trajectory of your life. So, so is it, is a, um, an expectation hangover is something that we should prevent or is it something that we should embrace? Well, here's what I think. You know, the more we, the more tools we have, the more healing we do, the longer time we spend between expectation hangovers and the shorter amount of time we spend in them. So I don't, I, I don't say totally avoid expectation hangovers because as human beings, I don't think it's reasonable to believe we're never going to be disappointed ever, ever, ever. Now, the meaning we give to that disappointment and how much time we spend marinating and suffering in it, that's a reflection of our growth. Now, there are things that we can do to prevent unnecessary expectation hangovers because sometimes those are expectation hangovers that we just can't control. We lose someone, we get diagnosed with an illness, like it just happens, right? But then we set ourselves up for some of them sometimes in a couple ways. First way is when we're craving nachos, we keep going to a Chinese restaurant. And what do I mean by that? 
we keep going to people or situations to give us something we want that we know we can't get it from. So be really, really clear about what you're expecting from certain people and situations and honest with yourself about if that person can give it to you so you don't get disappointed. Second, in relationships, create agreements, not expectations. I think a lot of times we expect people to be mind readers. Oh, and, and if, you, if you love me, Natalie, and you're really my friend and you really know me, then you'll know what to do in this situation or you'll know to call me on this day. It's like, no, like communicate, form agreements with people. And then the final thing I'll say about that is, you know, we have goals in our life and we have dreams and there's no guarantee that they're going to happen in the exact time or form that we necessarily expect or desire. So what I encourage is pursue your dreams with high intention and involvement, like going all in, giving it what, everything you can, but low attachment, meaning your sense of worthiness, your emotional stability, your joy, your well-being, your relationship with yourself does not depend on those results. Right. So uh, you bring up an interesting point about detachment, because detachment means to be able to emotionally distance yourself from the situation. So like how important a role is emotions in us being able to move through these expectations, uh, these hangovers much faster than we expect? Yeah. Well, I, I am someone, the first section of the treatment plan for expectation hangover is the emotional level because I don't believe in spiritual bypassing or mental bypassing. I believe we're in these human bodies to experience a range of emotions, and so it's really important for us to feel our emotions. You know, like I, okay, here I am the expert in expectation hangovers, Two weeks ago, I had a curveball come at me that was like, whoa. And when it first happened, as much as my mind wanted to bypass and be like, there's a reason and what's the learning, my heart hurt. And I had to come home and have a good cry and do some journaling and call a friend and like feel the legitimate emotions of it. But I release emotions rather than recycle them, meaning I let the emotion move through me. I don't identify it with it, I don't analyze myself when I'm going through it, and most of all, I don't judge it. I'm not like, why is this happening, this is so awful, no, 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 I should be over this. I let it move through, just like children are really good at having temper tantrums, and then they're fine if you don't interrupt them. So I do believe in, in having our feelings about something, but not identifying with them, and knowing how to have a place of compassion and acceptance, so they move through us, so we're not suppressing emotions, and then we can get to the reframe and the forgiveness and the acceptance and shift our vibration. Right. Yeah, no, I think that is very important, and I love how you bring up about the no judgment, because it's not just no judgment of ourselves, um, but um, I'm assuming that to really be able to move through these you know, in an empowering way, it really helps to have a great support system of people around you that if you are having one of those moments, and you're reaching for the cookie dough and you're bawling your eyes out, that you have someone that you can call that can help you through it as well. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's like we, we need those people that can just hold space for us. Mm -hmm. you know, those friends that, that can be comfortable with your discomfort and don't try to fix you or give you a pep talk or, you know, it's okay, but just are like, I'm here. Like, I'm, I'm here, I'm sorry, I hear you. Like, we need those people in our lives. And I think that, you know, there's also kind of an expectation, and I see this more and more with people in that, like, personal growth movement. We put this expectation on ourselves of, why well, have the tools? I've been doing this work for a long time. I should be able to do it on my own. No, 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 no. We're here together for a reason. We're all connected. And 
none of us can and none of us should have to do it on our own. Those support system and those friends are so important, not only for expectation hangover, but just for our soul food and our, our mental well-being. But those connections are just priceless. Yeah. So uh, is there like a process that we go through? Like, you know, is the first step like identifying that we have an expectation hangover and is there certain steps that we can follow to be able to move through it? Absolutely. So the first step is acceptance, right? And acceptance, we've kind of touched on this. Acceptance doesn't mean you have to like it. It's not like, all right, I, I just got dumped. Uh, it's fine. I'm okay. No, no, no. It's like I'm not fighting with reality. I, I accept this relationship is over, so I'm not going to fight to get it back. I'm not going to be stalking my ex on Facebook. I'm going to accept my reality. Like Byron Katie says, when you fight with reality, you only lose 100% of the time. So stop fighting and to move into acceptance. And then the next question really is to ask, you know, what am I learning? You know, what, what do I most need right now? And then the, the treatment plan from the book is going from the emotional, mental, behavioral, and spiritual. So really the first step is feel your feelings. Release them, kind of like we talked about. And that, that it's okay to stay in that place for a bit. And then we start to move to the mental level and changing our perception of what we think of it. You know, there's what happens and then there's what we make it mean. So really looking at the story we're telling ourselves about the expectation hangover. And can we tell ourselves a story that supports us moving forward rather than keeping us stuck? And then there's the behavior. What are the behavior responses you're going to set up into place to help you feel supported, to help you feel loved, to keep you from going to those coping strategies like the cookie jar or the wine bottle or the internet or whatever it is. And then finally we move to the more spiritual part, which is the forgiveness and the moving even deeper into the seeker mindset and in what am I learning and how do I apply this to my life moving forward. So, um, I mean, those steps sound kind of easy, but as long as you know how to be able to navigate through them, which is why I think the book is so amazing. So if, if people want to connect with you, Christine, and, and get their hands on the book and maybe work with you, where can we send them to do that? Well, the book, thank you for asking. You can go to Amazon to buy the book or any bookstore. My website is christinehasler.com, and I do a weekly blog and blog every week with tools. And then I also have a podcast called Over It and On With It where I coach people live on the air. So people call in. I don't know anything about them. You, you can book a session with me if you want, um, and you just you say whatever your question is, and I coach people live on the air. And then I break down the call afterwards and give every listener tools and action steps. So you can go to iTunes and find Over It and On With It, or if you don't have iTunes, you can just go to christinehasser.com slash podcast and find it there. Awesome. Well, Christine, thank you so much for joining me today. It's uh, always a pleasure chatting to you. Aww, thanks for having me, Natalie. It's a pleasure. And guys, remember, you can click on the banner to the side if you're watching this online or the banner underneath if you're watching this on the app to go straight through to Christine's websites from there. Um, now, also, share this video. Please get the word out. Um, you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. And don't forget to leave your emails that we can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.